Remember, do not underestimate the power Wait no longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I am your host, Joseph, and it is here on this very podcast where we talk about the latest and greatest in PlayStation each and every Thursday. And alongside me, the greatest co-host who ever is, who ever will be, is Kyle Stevenson. What's up, Kyle? What's so funny, man? I'm doing great. So when you do your intro, yes. you usually have your eyes closed because you're passionate and you're into yes. it. And yes. for some reason, because I'm so out of it, I'm so tired. Same here. I was like trying to mouth along to you, and I, was, <laughs> I realized how stupid it looked, probably, and that's why I was laughing. I was like, Kyle, stop! You're oh. not adding anything of value right now. Just stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. You're t- you're <laughs> pulling the Sean Capri of the Xbox drive, Kyle. Yeah, we got a, actually a lot of news to talk about. We're, we got Dreams is getting a release window. Kind yeah. of, sort of, not really. Before we talk about and give our fair farewell to the Vita, Kyle, what yeah. have you been playing? All right, so I've been playing two things. Yeah. One a little bit last night and one for since we recorded last week. Um, so I'll talk about the one last night that I started. I hopped into Apex Legends for a little Ooh, bit last night for a couple hours. How did you like it? This is your first time First time Apex. playing. I played with uh, Steven Fontana, uh, who is one of the... Um, podcast hosts and writers for Nintendo Dual Screens. He's fantastic. Okay. So go check him out. Um, he was showing me the ropes. It took a lot of getting used to. A mm-hmm. lot. I died very quickly, very often. Because <laughs> um, you're not a multiplayer guy. So you're... Well, not even... Is, well, I, I enjoy shooters, but right. it, it's, it's just the fact that I wasn't sure what weapons to pick up. Uh, when I started the game, the texture thing wasn't loaded in completely. Yeah, like the and, sky wasn't loaded in. It was weird. Oh, that was like game six. So yeah. if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can go on my Twitter. And I, I one time when we played, everything was like trippy and yeah. like moving, and it was it was weird. I was running into walls when I didn't see walls. <laughs> it was bad. But overall, um, how was your experience Apex? Is Apex? fun. Apex yeah? is super fun. I understand why people love it. Um, I love how when the squad drops you stick together the, mm-hmm. it's a really tiny thing and you have the option to go off on your own if you want but i really like that it, yeah it it helps ease the pressure off me because i don't know where i'm going <laughs> and so like here you just pick a spot and tell me where to go and i'll just mm-hmm. start picking stuff up yeah. i'm eager to play i want to play with you joe Gosh, and let's do it yeah this weekend. I, I, think let's it, go. I think it'd be great yeah it's a, it's a great game all right um, awesome anything else other, i know you've been very busy i i have been busy but Mm. I'm carving out time on my Nintendo Switch. What? What? Oh, get this it out of a, here. This is a PlayStation podcast. How dare How I? How dare you, sir? Tetris 99 is awesome, Joe. <laughs> it is so good. Better it, than Tetris Effect? It can't So I, I went, actually went back and played Tetris Effect yesterday to see how it compared. I saw that on the friends list. Yep. Um, it, it's, they're two different things. Okay. Tetris 99 is very much... You need to be in the zone. You need mm-hmm. to be focused. You need there's more strategy to it. Um, Tetris effect is more like your Calm chill down. out, chill yeah. out puzzle Tetris. And but this man, one's like balls to the wall. Here this you one go. is so good. Once you yeah. figure out what, who to aim for, and to send your garbage box at, and how to build your Tetrises to get a full Tetris and the mm. combos, it feels so good. I have four wins. 
Uh, I want to try to get four a win. Wins. I have four wins, man. Holy it is, crap. Because that game gets uh, super intense at the end. Like, does. I was watching it, and my anxiety, I just can't. I just can't even touch yeah. that game. It's, uh, it's holy crap. It's so good. It, it, when you're in the zone and you're just hitting on everything, and the tetra, the tetranemos are, are falling in yeah. exactly where you want, it just feels like pure gaming gameplay. From okay. when I was little, I love it. I can't wait to play. I finally have a reason to play my Switch again. I know, shocking, but like, <laughs> and it came in a yeah. Tetris battle royale game. Yeah. Never thought that would happen, That's and I'm amazing. so excited for it. That's amazing. What well, about you, Kyle, Jeff? What have you been playing? I've been playing really just a lot of Apex Legends. This is yes, Robbie Bobby Miller. This is the new <laughs> thing. We're just <laughs> put put another tally on there um it's just a game i just can't stop playing man like even when i'm alone i am one trophy away from getting a symbolic platinum oh sweet yeah so i all i gotta do is reach level 50 and uh there's no platinum in this game which respawn how dare you yeah yeah it's it's amazing i love this game and i'm getting really good at it I, I am learning. I'm like ninja levels. Who good. is your character? Because that was some, something I was kind of fooling around with last night. I found that my main, the the person I like to play as the most is Bangalore. And okay. she's the offensive character. Yeah. I like when you shoot at her and you miss. Like the, the bullets that come near you actually enhances you and makes you run faster when you're taking mm. fire. It's awesome. So you can actually, in a, in a close... Uh, firefight, you can actually trip the guy up really good. If he's missing one shot, you could take that advantage and kind of just use that momentum to your advantage and get the kills. And that's what I do. I just yeah. go in, I rush in, and yeah, man, it is it is nuts. It's crazy. I've gotten I've I've gotten at least twenty ish wins in Apex so far. Sweet. And you know, I've been playing with Luke Lore of the Xbox Drive, and I've been playing with Antonio Guillen of uh, Switch Talk. And the Nintendo Village. And I'm just doing name drops to name drop. Yeah. And I love, because these guys, right, they're Xbox guys. They don't know any better, right? Poor them. They're like, oh, Xbox players, you know, they're just superior to PlayStation players. But they're always begging me to be on their team. They're like, Joe, please turn on your Xbox. We need wins. I'm like, oh, well, but I'm a PlayStation player. We suck, you know? But yeah, that's that's all I've been able to play. Just because yeah. it's so much fun. And at the same time, school, man, it is it yeah. is crushing me to death. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I've been playing. And with that, Kyle, yeah. let's get into the goober, shall we? The first goober. story on the goober is that Rocket League's Friends Update now allows you to create a cross-platform parties. And this comes from Push Square. Kyle, take it away. Last month, Rocket League joined Fortnite as one of PlayStation 4's only games to support cross-console compatibility. Psyonix... Wow. Psyonix's? That's weird. Psyonix's... Psyonix's yeah. I don't know what the... Posture, yes, that's kind of weird. Psy- Psyonix Evergreen Arcade game has featured cross-platform play from the beginning between PS4 and PC. But now, players on any system can play together. With this new game update, it will also be much easier to do so with your pals. The latest patch to hit the game lands today on PS4 and introduces an in-game system friends list. In addition to showing your PS4 friends, this new feature will also introduce Rocket ID, a universal method of finding specific players across all platforms. A specific tab in the friends list will show you your cross-platform buddies, and you'll be able to add new players by searching their Rocket ID rather than their platform-specific username. Using this new system, you're able to create parties and clubs with anyone, regardless of the system they're using. 
this is awesome, right? Yeah. This is Sony getting the message last week. We were talking about a lot of people like, Sean Layden's lying about crossplay. And you're seeing it right here. Proof's in the pudding. This is awesome. This is something that needs to happen now with more games. Yeah. Right? This is this is the next domino to to fall. I'm wondering, what is the next game to be uh, cross-play enabled, Kyle? Where your what are your thoughts? What game is it going to be next? I mean, we kind of just talked about it earlier. Why isn't Apex Legends? Do you th- do you have any shot at them doing it? I know they said. I think they said cross-party progress or cross progression, progression is not a thing because of how they developed it, but they're actively ah. working for it. Okay. Um, and this needs to happen already. You know, last yeah. week we had this conversation, and I was having another one with Luke Lore earlier today of. Well, was Sean Layden lying when he was just like, oh, just talk to a PlayStation you know, manager and they'll hook you up. And then you have developers going, we have been asking. We yeah. haven't gotten the hookup. It's not that easy, Sean Layden. I want to go back to you on this. Do you think Sean Layden was lying about that? Or is Sony lying about their ability to cross-play or their readiness to cross-play? Do you think they're lying or do you think they're incompetent? Or ignorant to it. Like, is, a, is there... Yeah. Sorry, incompetence, rude. Um, is there a... Is there something down the middle where the management is not getting what the upper management, what the higher-ups are saying? Like, is there yeah, breaking the... I, I think it's more that line of thought, because mm-hmm. I, I find it very dangerous to say, come right out and say that, oh, they're lying, straight up. Like, that's that's kind of... Not rude, because, like, it's a company. But, like, it's it's something where accusing someone of lying is is probably one of the worst offenses, in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, when mm-hmm. you really... When you're outside of... Like, you, you're not part of it. So, you, where who are you to say, oh, you're lying, type of thing? Yeah. Uh, I do think it's a miscommunication thing. And I'm sure that the upper heads, uh, execs, like um, Sean Layden and... And former Andy House and all and shoot, right, all the higher ups are all the higher are ups getting to are getting it. I get it. They they have what they want, and then something got lost down the line, probably. <laughs> and these project managers who these developers are speaking to yeah. just probably are misinformed or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, just don't understand be, what it is. Yeah, yeah. I think we're looking at this from you know like 20 feet above sea level type of deal where we're seeing the outside of it we're seeing what sean Layden has said and we're seeing what developers have said and then there's this gray area where we don't know what's being told at sony is this all a show or not and we're getting to we're getting our mats out and we're just jumping to conclusions yeah and that's why to me i'm just like why would Sean Layden go out there and say, oh, yeah, just talk to a representative if that isn't the case? If they mm-hmm. knew that, look at companies are getting more bolder as the months go when it comes to crossplay. They knew someone would come out and go, we've asked, and it's no. Like, that's not a good look for them. Like, yeah. looking like a liar is something you don't want to do when you are a speaking head for a company. And we're going to talk about that later for sure. I, I also think, like, if. PlayStation and Sean didn't want to talk about it. There was a better way to to word that instead yes. of saying just talk to a PlayStation representative and they'll hook you up. Yeah. There probably would have been some business speaking there where we're looking into it, but we have nothing to really talk about at this time. Jargon. Yeah, 
Yeah. Like, and that, why that would, would why would he not? Why would he say like, oh, just talk to a PlayStation representative? When he was so dead set against it, and he has this other viewpoint, he would have. Yeah. There, Sony would have made sure there was a more politically correct way to to respond to that yeah. question. How dare you? Uh, <laughs> next goober on the list is, and uh, and this one's this one's gonna hurt. Do you, would you like me to read this goober? No, I I, I think I can. Are you sure? I, I can. Yeah, I can make. It's it time through. to pour one out for the PlayStation Vita. Production is set to end in Japan soon. This comes from Push Square. Let it rip, Kyle. Sony already announced last year that it will end production of physical PlayStation Vita cartridges by March 31st. And now it looks like it's done building the hardware, even in its native Japan, where the device has lived a slightly longer life than the rest of the world. On the official Japanese PlayStation website, it mentions that both the jet black and aqua blue SKUs of the portable will cease shipping soon, meaning that the platform holders finished making them. I'm so sorry, Kyle. That was a moment of silence for the PlayStation Vita. <sighs> Eric writes in via Casa de Badbit's Discord server and asks, do you believe that Sony will ever try to make a portable handheld again? After learning from their mistakes with the Vita and hopefully pour almost all of that game's library to it, or at least bring the best games of the Vita as a bundle similar to Rare's replay on the PlayStation 4 slash PlayStation 5. I don't think the Rare replay thing is a thing that will happen, unfortunately. Um, Maybe their next, like, gimmick mini system is like mm-hmm. the best of Vita on a portable thing type Oof, of thing. Kind of, well, listen, they don't do classic consoles no, well. I know <laughs> that, and the moment it came out of my mouth, yeah, I, you I regretted felt, it. Well, listen, I felt shame. Audience, shame. audience, listen, we're both very tired. There's yeah. been a blizzard in our area. Yeah. It's been a day. So if we say half. some crazy things. Which we are, and we will. We're sorry. Uh, yeah, we're so sorry. I think Sony will 100% be in portable handhelds again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to take some time. I think mm-hmm. they're going to look at what ro- what what went wrong with the Vita yeah. and learn from their mistakes. I mean, the Vita proprietary memory card was stupid. Yes. Like, that is awful. They're still way too expensive. Uh, and I think they're just going to learn from their mistakes. And I think they'll be back. I, I think they're also taking some lessons from the Switch and be and like, what, what can we... Right. Exactly. What are they? Yeah. Exactly. What are they doing right? And what can we add to this? Yeah. To me, I think the future is not the Vita, and I've said this on podcast episode after podcast episode. Kyle, close your eyes. Oh no. What if I told you the Vita successor? You already own it. What? Open your eyes. Look at your phone. Oh, that's no. the where the future of their portable gaming is going. Oh, that that makes me so sad. I honestly, God, think it is an app on your phone and you're streaming the games, kind of like with xCloud, what they want to do, right? Bring PlayStation everywhere. I just feel like that is the logical next step for the next generation. And to be honest with you, Kyle, if they offer a solution like a controller or a grip that mm-hmm. you're able to like own, if they have like a peripheral for you know the controller rather than just wireless connectivity between uh, console and Sorry, pairing between uh, controller and mm-hmm. game app. Uh, I think that it could be a big success. 
And I think that would be really awesome because isn't that what we want? True, not handheld light or, or console light experiences, but true, this is a console on the go. Because that's why like people love the Switch so much, right? It's a mm. console without any of the any of the drawbacks of a handheld. It's a console experience on the go, not console light or almost sure. like a console, but it, it is a console experience on the go. But I, I feel like with the Switch, there's it's specifically built to handle games, and I feel like phones, as awesome as they are, they're not quite there yet for what we, I want my Vita to do or True. what I think the switch does really well. And let's not, I mean, there's data plans and we've saw the Vita ATT 3G version. That was yeah. awful. I think <laughs> if, if they go that way, um, it'll be disappointing just because mm-hmm. like my phone uh, is on its way out and the screen's not big enough that I don't like the touchscreen button thing. Sure. But we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. I wish there's another handheld. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's a Vita two or another PSP like thing, I think that'd be. Great. I mean, that's what Nasty Boots also writes in because he's saying, for the most part, Nasty Boots writes in saying, "Will the PlayStation uh, PS five or some sort of device play second fiddle to what Nintendo has done with the Switch?" Because Sony loves Nintendo, yeah. <laughs> and I, they do. I, yeah, I mean. I don't think, I honestly don't think that's the case. I honestly don't see them going into handheld the way that so many of the PlayStation audience want them to because they've never found big success in the handheld market. Whereas you don't I think, think PSP was good? I think it, it sold success? relatively well, but the reason why it sold so well was because you could pirate games so easily onto it. Mm, good call. Right? And, like, Vita didn't sell because of, like, X, Y, and Z, what you just stated before, right? Expensive memory cards, the the 3G thing. Oh, my oh. God. The, the AT&T bullcrap. Oh, so stupid. Yeah, it was dumb. And if Sony learns from that angle of what didn't work with the Vita and then goes, okay, well, what works on a tablet? What works on your computer? What works yeah. on your TV screen? And how to mesh all those together I think that's really looking at a big picture solution rather than saying, let's make this $200, $300 device that may or may not sell. And I know it's not the thing you want to hear, but I think that's the truth. God's honest truth. <sighs> yeah, I, I guess so. I'm RIP Vita. <laughs> I, I'll still play you every single week when uh-huh. I'm at work, but rest in peace. Rest in peace indeed. Kyle? We're getting to the news pretty fast. We need to we need to cool it. What's cool the next story on the goober? All right, next goober is Google is holding a gaming keynote next month at GDC 2019. This goober comes from Dual Shocker, so go ahead and give him a click. We've known for quite some time that Google has been planning to dip its toes a bit more into the gaming scene, and now it seems that they're ready to unveil a bit more of what they've been working on. Announced this morning via invitations to the event. Google revealed that it will be holding a presentation centered around video games during GDC next month in San Francisco. The keynote will take place exactly one month from today on Tuesday, March 19th at 10 a.m. PST or 1 p.m. EST. Other than these brief details, Google gave no other explanation of what to expect. So this is interesting because they gave they gave press passes. And honestly, mm. what I thought was them 
yeah, having a in a, a closed closed doors presentation and talking to developers and trying to shake hands with as many devs as they could. But this is very interesting. Mm. We're about to see something really big. Do you though? Do you well, really think we're gonna see something big? Honestly, Kyle, I do. Because they're like, this is a you know, we're inviting the press in. We're not yeah. telling you what this is, but sure. you know that we have a streaming service, right? Because we just practiced it in the fall and to very, very awesome success. Mm-hmm. Like I heard people who were playing on netbook saying it was a fine experience. I heard people with lousy internet had nothing, a fine experience. Nothing sells you on something than fine experience. It yeah, was- no, it does because if if a person playing on a piece of crap is having an alright experience. Mm-hmm. Then what about us, uh, or what about me, who has good internet, who has a oh, decent yeah. enough, you know, MacBook, you know, or has a decent enough rig? That's awesome. You know, what what do you think about this? What do you think about this news? Do you think Sony should be scared? Uh, I I don't think Sony should be scared, mm. and the reason why is this screams to me the same type of parallel to Steam boxes. And really? how there's so many other different versions of Steam boxes. I remember working at GameStop at the time, and yeah. we got like a whole little press thing about it to be prepared, and all the different versions that people could pre-order and different price points and whatever. And no one really did it at my store. And I, I feel like if you were going to get something like this, you would just get a PC. Right. So I don't know if this Google thing is. Maybe not a, from a hardware so per se, but like a, a store or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, okay, let me stop you right there. What is Google going to announce? Is this just strictly a streaming service? But And we do know that they have something called the codename Yeti, mm-hmm. a hardware. Do What do we think this is? Do you think this is just an app that maybe Steam and the Epic Store should be more afraid of than PlayStation or Microsoft? That's where I'm leaning towards, where yeah. the digital stores uh, are going to have more competition. Uh, unless Google bought out Ouya, and we're getting Ouya too. And <laughs> Please, no. Please I just, no. I, I don't, this doesn't really excite me in a way. Really? And it, it doesn't, because I already have my PlayStation. I, I already have my Switch. Mm. People have their Xbox. They have their Steam which is kind of not great now. You got the Epic Game Store, which has been killing it from what mm-hmm. I've seen. Right. It's just another place to go get games, I feel like. And so do you think maybe know. the marketplace is already saturated enough? I mean, when you look at the PC marketplace, you have Steam, you have GOG, you have the Epic Game Store. I mean, I I mean there there was an outcry, uh outcry, outcry. It, outcry. There's an outcry on the PC nerd side that the Epic uh, Game Store was buying up exclusives, right, with Metro and The Division, and people weren't happy about that. Google entering the marketplace, is this just, oh, it's another app that I have to download, or can it be, this is another app I have to download, let me give it a shot, because it's Google. Yeah. I'm leaning towards... They are being people being excited to download this as okay. a streaming service and as a, a digital store because, like you said, it is Google. Right. It probably Google loves how everything is integrated, so maybe it integrates with your your podcast mm. and your your Google Play Store, and you already have all your mobile things you can play here in a different way. I, I yeah, but it's not something that I'm jumping up and down like ooh. 
Right. Google's coming out with something. I, I, I just they're already a big player elsewhere. Right. But that's the thing is like, can they take what people like from Google, right? Like their productivity side of things. Google Drive, it's what we're using right now. Very mm-hmm. convenient, right? Oh yeah. People love their 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 phone marketplace, their phone ecosystem. Can they, or I assume I'm an Apple user, but hey, I'm gonna be nice. I, I'm assuming people love them because they sell mm-hmm. crazy well. So could that translate to well, I like my phone, I like this Chromebook that I have. Let me give this app a try. Right, like yeah, I'm a PlayStation yeah. guy, but if the this ecosystem and Google's doing something really unique here, I want to try it out. I mean, yeah, it's possible. I think to me, Sony should be concerned, and I think that's why you see them more apprehensive as of late. Like the last episode, please watch the last episode. No, you probably did because the last episode <laughs> was awesome, um, ratings wise. So like. You know, you guys know, last episode, we talked about that interview with Sean Layden, and they talked about, very openly, Apple's coming in. Google is coming in. These are two huge entities. How are you going to adapt? And we talked about it, right? You have this shakeup at Sony happening right now where people are exchanging positions to make sure that they fit in the right place so that they can roll out the PlayStation 5. But I do think you are right to a degree you know, Google can have a killer app, mm-hmm. but they need a killer app. Like yeah. I have not heard. And maybe there's something in acquisition, acu- acquisition, acquisition. Thank yeah. you, man. I unlike my president don't have the best words. <laughs> you know, maybe there's something or someone they bought that we don't know of right now. And, and that would like that's what would get me hyped if right. they come out and say so and so's next game yeah. is exclusive to this. And I think that's where you may run into the problem the Epic Store has, where, let's just say they come out and they're like, we bought EA, and Anthem 2 is exclusive to the Yeti, Mm -hmm. right? I don't think that's going to ring the success you want it to be. Because I feel like, well, you know, Anthem 1, 2, and 3, or or (laughs) Anthem 1, 2, and (laughs) 3, Anthem 1 was on my PlayStation, why can't it be the next one be on my PlayStation as well? Mm -hmm. I don't think you can see those huge acquisitions. I do think there are smaller developers, though, that Google can try to get, but Mm -hmm. yeah, you do have a point. There's already these established ecosystems that have established years of fan audience, of fan retention, right? Like, mm-hmm. the Xbox has their people. They have Halo. They have Gears. They have Forza. They have Crackdown 3. <laughs> um, you know, you have Sony with their exclusives. You have Nintendo with theirs. And the loyalists that are there because of their games are just so freaking awesome. That's why you mm-hmm. buy a console to begin with. So, to me, I think Sony should be concerned because of what they can offer service-wise. But if their first-party is not strong with Google, mm-hmm. then I think Sony has some time to improve on their services, but they need to improve on it fast. Sure, yeah. I, I, that I agree with. It, they need they need to be able to keep up with the pack. Yeah, yeah. Kyle, you got anything more to add to this story? No, but I, I will be checking it out just to see because I am curious. Okay, but even though I'm not thrilled. All right. Yeah. Well then, Kyle, let's get What's to up? the next story, shall we? Or sorry, next, next Goober. Uber. Beat Games working with Subpack to bring deaf players to Beat Saber. This comes from Jewel Shockers, and it's awesome. Video games have, of late, have been made to be more accessible. We're seeing titles such as The Division 2 and Crackdown 3 feature menu narration. 
We're seeing games such as Marvel Spider-Man and Far Cry New Dawn feature customizable subtitles. Even Apex Legends strays from the norm of Battle Royale and introduces communications outside of voice chat. Beat Saber appears to be the next game trying to include more players, specifically the deaf community. Beat Saber is a rhythm-focused game which has players following the beat of fast-paced music as they make use of VR controllers to swing two lightsabers and cut oncoming sequential blocks. Of course, deaf players could currently be playing the title but using visuals as a guide, unable to fully experience the musical side of the game. This is where Beat Game CEO Jaroslav Beck comes in. I believe that Beat Saber in VR is one of the most intense ways how to experience music today. We're starting our collaborations with the deaf community, Subpack, and Oculus to bring this special experience to everyone. Thank you for all the help. So, obviously, this isn't Sony news, Mm -hmm. but this is something really awesome. This is awesome. I thought I'd share it. Um, You know, like, you know, Seamus on, um, you know, two episodes back, I want to stick to that. Something awesome happened in gaming today. And um, this is really awesome. This is something like, yeah, we've seen in games like Apex Legends where, yeah, if you can't, like like last night I was playing with Luke Lore on ugh, Xbox and I held select and then this keyboard popped up and I just typed what I needed to say, like the Xbox app, app crashed because of course it did. And then like a <laughs> robot voice comes in like, the Xbox app crashed. Of course it did. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. Like, there's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really awesome. And they have ways to, like, if someone is talking and they might have something offensive to say, like, the game chat knows that, which is pretty yeah. awesome. Like, if mm-hmm. someone has a ridiculous name, like, I don't know, uh, like, Awesome Schlong, it'll just be like, Awesome S-C-H-O. It's just like, it'll start spelling it out. So, that like, it's... It's awesome, and to see yeah. more accessibility in games is beautiful because yeah. everyone should be able to play a game. Absolutely, if and if take anything, it for granted every day, and give credit to where credits due. Shout out to Microsoft for seeming to be like on the forefront and really getting the ball rolling. And I, I fully believe between them and Able Gamers with Stephen Spoon, uh, Stephen Spoon or Spoon, and other. Uh, Gaming, right. uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Charities? Outreaches to Outreaches? get yeah. the uh, disabled gamers uh, to get to be able to play yeah. uh, again. The same way as everyone else is awesome. Yeah, and I ca- I can't wait to see this. I kind of I think I have an idea of how they're going to do this, and that just makes me happy. What do you? How do you think is the way they're they're going to do this? I think they're going to come up with like a, a thing you wear where you can feel the vibrations because yeah. there was. Uh, a couple of um, deaf people at my college, and they would routinely go to concerts to feel the vibrations yeah. of the speakers, and they really enjoyed that. So I, I this is this is awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I I know the same thing. Like they would they would stand in the crowd, and then the vibrations yep. uh, from the floor to their to their body, and that's how they they dug it. And yeah, it's yeah. like it's a beautiful thing, and I Absolutely. love that this is getting more spotlight. Like I love the things like like crossplay and. More importantly, this have been the forefront of the gaming conversation as of late. Yeah. And it's awesome. It's great way so to, to start 2019. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Awesome job. Sony, hey, guess what? You need an adaptive controller. If yes, Microsoft, you do. let Microsoft in, please. This is awesome. Okay? Let money walk for a second here. Let people use this. Yep. 
This is amazing. Don't let that speech at the Game Awards go without anything coming out of it. You guys are all on stage together. Mm -hmm. You need to talk to each other, and this should be at the forefront of what you were talking to Microsoft about. Dude, perfect. Perfect way to transition to the next. Perfect. Kyle, what's the next story on the Goober? Dreams Creator Early Access launches uh, this spring. This comes from the PlayStation blog. We have decided to go live and release Dreams into Early Access on PlayStation 4 this spring. Early Access won't have everything that the full version of Dreams will, but you'll get 100% of the same Dreams tools that we have used every day at Media Molecule to make our content. As well as fun, deep interactive tutorials catering for all skill sets and levels, and Media Molecule crafted arcade games ready to play and remix. If you joined us during the beta period and published your assets, you'll also have your beta creations to return to. Along the way, we'll be adding more features, tutorials, arcade levels, and assets during the early access period as we build towards the full slate of launch content. Early access is for creators who want to be a part of the Dreams experience from the beginning. People who will create, play others' creations, get involved in the social features of Dreams, and give us feedback. If you are a creator, this is definitely for you. The Dreamiverse needs curators, tastemakers, and testers. This is a great opportunity to carve out your niche. The most important thing is to know that the Dreamiverse is going to form around you. So if that gets you excited, early access is for you. If you participated in the beta and felt like Dreams wasn't fully featured enough for you yet, or you wanted more Media Molecule game content, that early access might not be for you. We're working on all those things during this period so that you have everything you need on your first day in the Dreamiverse. Awesome. Dreams Early Access is a strictly limited release to ensure that we have a chance to listen to all of you. So be sure to snag your copy as soon as you can. So this is pretty cool. <coughs> uh, Dreams Early Access will be available digitally. Digitally, I can't say words today. Uh, through the PlayStation Store this spring, priced at twenty nine ninety nine MSRP. If you live in Canada and have fake money, it's thirty nine ninety nine MSRP in Canada. So. This is an Canada. awesome press release, and we took it, it was a lot. And thank you, Kyle, for reading that. Yeah, there was no even more that I cut out because they were just so thankful in the beginning. Yeah, and you can see that like they're really the the support that they've gotten over the past few weeks has just reignited that fire, and they're so happy. I mean, you got to think about it. The first yeah. time we kind of saw what Dreams was was the Move controllers controlling those clay figures back yeah. like when ps4 was first revealed and so it's been a long time coming and i'm so happy for them to finally get a full package in people's hands and That's get them to experience <laughs> damn it oh there's uh, one in every episode kyle there's the, one in every episode I, and i nailed it <laughs> she said two. Oh god i'm good i i loved the beta yeah uh, it was great and seeing how pretty soon we're going to get a early access where I can still play other other people's amazing things and learn the tools and mm-hmm. see what I can create is awesome. And for 30 bucks, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and this is really awesome. Like the one thing that they mentioned here is that all the beta creations, everything you created, you get to return to. All the same tools you get to return to. So it's not like everything's a race. It's right where you left off. So Mm -hmm. you can keep on creating. That's so awesome. Yeah. That's so awesome. That is so rad. So it's $29.99 for this early access. Mm -hmm. Is this the price of dreams? Huh. Hmm. I... 
I mean, I'm trying to think of how Minecraft did it. I think Minecraft is legitimately like 20, 30 bucks. And, and, and it was in like beta early access forever. Yeah. And then it was out of it. Yeah. Microsoft bought it. They put And it's still 20 bucks there, so. that people want to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I really think that this is the price. Damn. If this is the price, this is awesome. Yeah. This is really, really awesome. And actually, like, to a, like, a certain degree, it opens up that idea of, okay, this is 30 bucks. I was about to say, Sony's being so generous. <laughs> but it's like, this is 30 bucks. Yeah. And they say the Dreamiverse. They're mm-hmm. obviously talking about microtransactions of some sort, right? No. I mean, when I'm, I'm sorry. When I, sorry, let me take that back. <laughs> Oh, man, this isn't a Microsoft or EA game. Let me go back to this. (laughs) What I mean microtransactions is they're going to open up a storefront where you go, here's this game that guy A, B, or C made. And they have the opportunity to sell that thing. Or do you think it's going to be like a, oh, man, um, kind of be like a Reddit in in sorts. I guess that is bad. So in the beta, the dream reverse is there, and it's basically just you hopping between dream and dream, and mm-hmm. it's just people's content, much like Little Big Planet. Mm-hmm. I really do not think they're going to monetize anyone's creations or give people the ability to do that because mm-hmm. I don't feel like that's the nature of the game. Okay. It's really a whole lot of see what I can create, see what's in my head, come on in, play it. If you enjoy it, great. It's just sharing and just experiencing different things. But okay, so I'm walking in, right? I'm yeah. I'm you know Shawnee Boy Laden. That's my nickname. I give him. Remember, we're on a first name basis. That's your new PSN name, right? Yeah. Well, it is. Someone's probably out there. Um, And he's just like, we've spent God knows how much years on this game. Mm -hmm. Okay, thirty bucks is not gonna cut it. Because how much, how much money they've poured into this game? You have to assume with like the amount of people working there, the marketing, it's obviously somewhere in the millions, right? They want a return on yeah. investment here. Sure. Would Would you be disappointed if you see like, oh, here's a Last of Us pack for five bucks? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like more like assets to use in. Yeah, more like inside. quick access. Um, like, kind of like the Unity Store with Ubisoft. Oh. Yeah. I I don't think it would disappoint me because mm-hmm. Little Big Planet they did that with that. Okay. And I I think if they do want to have Media Molecule make their own new levels from mm-hmm. time to time and they might charge for that. Right. Uh, but I don't want to see people like you and me and their creations just locking be behind, them up behind something. a paywall. Yeah, I don't I don't want that. And as far as like Sony worried about losing money, I I truly believe that. Sony views this as an investment, mm. and then people are—they'll see how great these creators are, and using this game engine, and mm-hmm. that they're gonna pl- pluck like the the best of the best, and they might be working for Sony, creating games or or like, company I, A, B, C, or D. Exactly, I, and I think they might even use this engine and, and like shell that out for mm-hmm. other studios to use, mm-hmm. type of thing. I'm being real salty today. And uh, I just needed that. It's fine. I'm just in a bad mood. I came in with a bad mood. It's just awesome to see with this, with Dreams, and it goes to show Sony's dedication to what Dreams is. Yeah. This game, like more than five years in development, different Sony at the time, Luke Lore, Mm -hmm. different management, 
And uh, <laughs> why am I going after you, Luke? We're such buddies. <laughs> but, like, it's a different Sony, right? Yeah. And they're just like, make this game. And then some execs leave, like Andy House, and I steal his mail all the time, man. This week, oh, my God. You're going to... And um, and they're still like, yeah, do what you're doing. Just be weird. Sure, we're behind it. It's given the team confidence. And then this game comes out, and it's not a crackdown situation where everybody's mixed on it, where everybody's like, well, it's, uh, it's better than what we thought it would be. It's like everybody's in love with this. Like it, it was kind of like the opposite effect of like everybody was kind of down on this game in the beginning. They see what this game can be. They see the creations that Siri just woke up. Dumb. <laughs> Siri, you dumb bitch. <laughs> But like seriously, I no 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 no, no iPhone. You know what? I'll, you said seriously. Kyle, Kyle, I can hear you. <laughs> I'll switch to a Pixel. I swear to God. Um, but no, it's like it's awesome to see where it's like the opposite reaction of like people going in there and having kind of be down on, and then it's the opposite reaction of like the game's so awesome. It feels like they did not. They did not go back on their promise of what this game was. Like, there was no mm. sacrifices to what this game is. I'm so mm. excited to see these creations. And God knows what I'll be. I'm going to create, not dreams, I'm going to create fucking <laughs> nightmares. And you know what? That's There's going to be a ton of people, and that is their sole reason to going in here. It's to view other people's yeah. ridiculous thing. It's like the dark place of YouTube. Yeah. Oh, like no. where you get those really weird videos. Dude. You know for sure there's going to be those in dreams. Oh, my God. Yeah, like creepypasta, I think they're called, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God, there is. But I mean, like, me just, like, making a stick figure, and it's just, like, it looks like it's dying. <laughs> And not because yes. I wanted it to, it's because my artistic <laughs> ability is just ass. <laughs> my stick figure is like, you, kill me. When you rotate around the stick figure, none of the sticks are attached. Oh, They're yeah. like all over the place and kind of janky. And- so here's the deal. I think what we're going to do when Dreams comes out, we I'm going to have a Dreams episode. I think what we're going to do is we're going to have a Dreams Impressions like a, a Dreams Impression cast yeah. and it's all going to be done through um, through Dreams. Yeah, and I, I want to see. I, how it I turns said out. that. Yeah, I said that the moment this know, was kind of a idea, thing. Kyle. I'm stealing, and ideas. I'm not going to stand for it. I, so I said awesome. I want to put a whole episode of this show inside dreams, and I think that'd be, oh, that'd be so cool. And the thing is, when I said it then, I didn't think it was possible, mm-hmm. but it totally is. It is totally possible. So this is a day one for both of us. Yes. Again, I want to try to create. And I want to see what tools are there. And I want to come at it as a person whose artistic ability is like, guys, real talk. Oh. This is my handwriting right here, okay? Can you see this? <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. Ignore this, the coffee stand. This is <laughs> this is bad. So I'm like, with you, though. I It's it's going to be a while for me to learn the tools and yep. learn how to do everything. And it's going to take me a long time before I can even make like a, a human being character. <laughs> it's going to take a while. But you know what? You I'm going gonna, gonna to stick with it. Kyle, I forgot to put the drop in. I, I noticed. I was, I was. That's what I was pulling up before. You know, when I wasn't paying attention. You know what, Kyle? Prepare the drop. It is here Burr. on this part of the podcast because there are so many things every single week. The latest and greatest lands on the PlayStation Store, but we filter it out. When we pick one game with one description. And Kyle, you pick yours because I don't have the window up right now. 
I mean, I, I kind of feel like we mm-hmm. touched on what yours is. Oh, it's definitely Anthem. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and... it's definitely Anthem. Dude, I'm so pumped for this game. And again, from what I've seen of the gameplay, I want to be Iron Man. It's dope. I don't care yeah. if the story sucks a little bit. Mm-hmm. Sure, it sucks that I got to go back into the menu and figure something out, but it is what it is. You know? What's your so game? So, out, huh? out of the drop, yes. one game kind of stuck out to me. Okay. At, at, yeah, one game. One's an eh. Uh, this one's called Daggerhood. Comes out on PS4 and <gasps> PS Vita. Uh, Daggerhood sets its sights on stealing the king's gold. Every man should have a skill, and for Vincent S. Daggerhood, mm-hmm. his skill is thieving. Armed with a dagger he can throw and reclaim by teleporting to his current position, he's going to need your help. It sounds cool. It sounds cool. It sounds if it's dope. like a roguelike game, yeah, I'm all in. Yeah. Okay, so it's that part of the podcast. Wow, we just, I just ran out of steam. Let me get some more coffee in me. <laughs> it's all right, Joe. It's okay. Kyle, it's that time Some, of day. Sometimes you have to have those type of outbursts. Let me hear it. Sometimes that wasn't even an outburst. That was the wrong word. <laughs> I'm tired. We're so tired. <laughs> oh god there was one person that came up uh, on on the latest episode of bad big games going hey do you have a patreon because i would love to you know support you and i'm like yeah in the the that time that place will get there when we get there he's listening to this right now he's just like i'm you owe me money <laughs> <laughs> it's that time of this uh, of the episode <clears throat> where i tell you guys excuse me that i have andrew house's snail mail now me and speaking about owing people money for destroying his property, it's never caught me. You know, well, last week you, you said you were you were face to face. Last week you said, yeah, but I overcame it. He, did I? Ca- did he catch me? I I don't know what happens in the confines of Andrew's yeah. house. Well, exactly. You didn't. I'm here today, so you, you didn't get me at all. Here's the deal, right? Every single week, you could theoretically tweet at us at PS Trophy Room. You could theoretically. If you make it through the huge wells of Casa de Badbit into the Discord, you get to answer or ask us questions every single Wednesday before we record this episode. Or you could just send your mail to Andrew House and I get to steal it each and every week. Which this week, we, he just, he, um, he sent me a carrier. Right? A li- literally a little boy in a, in a leotardy <laughs> He ran to me. He's Wait, like, whoa, okay. Yeah, I mean, he, went. listen, that's Andrew's life. I don't dictate. And he's, he knocks on my door. He's like, pip, pip, cheerio. I got, I got a message from Andrew House, former CEO, president of Sony Interactive Entertainment, sir. I got a message for you. Would you like me to read it? I'm like, holy shit. This little guy, he's about, I don't know, four feet tall. He has a bowl haircut. Very okay. slender. I'm very concerned that this kid's malnourished. He just ran. I was just like, do you need some OJ? Do you need a drink? He's like, no, sir. I don't need to want to eat. I just I need to read this goddamn message. And he's like, he's like, Andrew House has invited. I, I can't stick with the accent. I feel like it's offensive. And he's just like, Andrew House has invited me to Versailles in France. Oh. oh. I know. And I'm like, holy shit. History repeating itself. Exactly. It's an accord. It's a famous accord. So I'm there. And he's just like, <clears throat> Hello, Joseph. You have snucketh into my house for the last time. But we're here to make a gentleman's agreement. And I'm like, okay, what's the agreement? And he's just like, 
I need you to stop fucking breaking into my house. What if I just give you a goddamn P.O. box? And you go, this is Andrew House's P.O. box. And you just get it from there. <laughs> and then I just go, this is ridiculous. These terms are ludicrous. How will I get my rocks off if I'm not breaking into your house each and every night? Get Walking into your cupboards, eating your Oreos, your your whatever snacks you got, your licorice. And just leave, the, leave holes all over your house. You know you know, Brits love their licorice, dude. They can't get enough for it. They're fiends for it. I steal this licorice all the time when I'm getting that mail. And I'm just like, these accords are outrageous. Not going to deal with it. And then we, we talk for a couple of more hours. And he's just like, as long as you pay for... Everything you've broke, I won't press charges, and you get my mail for life. And then I go, Andrew, you don't, you, know, you don't get to make the rules here. You're watching my mouth. You didn't watch my hands. I take my hands. <laughs> Jesus. I rip the mask off. It's a fucking what? robot. I T-1000 Andrew House, oh, the dumb man. idiot. <laughs> That was just a doppelganger sent there. T one thousand. I made him in my garage. I was in Andrew House's house, stealing his mail, taking his licorice, his Turkish motherfucking delights were all mine, Kyle. <laughs> so Turkish delights, good lord. Uh, I was writing. I was writing Aslan because <laughs> he's British too, right? Wow. <laughs> this. Question comes, did you yes. did you did you get there through a wardrobe? Is that what you're saying? I mean, they're British, dude. They, their wardrobes go all different types of places. If also, you know a guy, you could get into any British person's house it, it, during a wardrobe. In a lot of uh, entertainment, yeah. people always ask, especially like in comic book movies, sure. why did the villain turn out this way, and why did no one stop them? <laughs> I feel like I'm watching it unfold over the past couple weeks. And I don't know what to do. <laughs> it's nothing. Famous Seamus writes in. God. Going, do you think Days Gone will sell well? I'm just thinking because I feel a lot of people are going to compare Days Gone to The Last of Us due to Tone Freakers slash Clickers comparison. Not to mention, it'll come out the same week as MK11. I do hope it sells well, but I... I have a feeling this isn't going to be a system seller. So for me, I don't think this is a system seller, but I think it's going to do well. Right? Yes. Absolutely. And I also I'm think just... MK11 is just a different game. Entirely. It's just different genre that I don't think there's going to be a lot of cross-section between those mm-hmm. types of gamers. Also, um, Days Gone is April 26th, I feel like. Yeah, same as MK11, I believe. So, God of War released on April 20th last year. 420. And it sold fantastic. Right next to Labo. And it's, and it's, oh yeah. It's a sweeper, but he got through it. Kratos won. Uh, Maybe that could be your villain mech suit, (laughs) just made out of Labo. You just walk up to the house. That was the video that broke me? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I I think it's going to sell extremely well. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be. I think it looks great. God of War levels of sales? No. Or Spider-Man It's going to do well. It's it's yeah. in that certain time frame of the year where a big game can do extremely well. Yeah, it's true that. Yeah. Grouchy, Grouchy Surge writes in, with what seems to be the lack of first-party titles in 2019, what are the chances of PlayStation 4 reaching its 100 million consoles sold by this year? Kyle, thoughts? 
Well, I need to look up how many have sold. I think it's around 94 million. 94. Yeah. To me, uh, without it's going to be tough. With, you think so? Even without like E3 and yeah. showing off fancy new games? Yeah, that's fine, dude. Uh, Black Friday. Right, they'll probably drop mm. that down to another two hundred bucks. They'll have a great, greatest hits. They'll throw Spider Man, God of War, The Kitchen Sink, The Dog as well. Um, yeah, no, I think without a doubt it's, it's gonna cross. Uh, it's gonna sell at least like nine million, eight million units. Yeah, I, I think it's. I think it's. I think it's a no brainer for me. Yeah. yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, but I, I, I am kind of worried. Mm. There's. There's really nothing first party except for Days Gone and now Dreams, but like in yeah. the fall it's barren, well, and that just, just goes for all gaming, yeah. really, well, all consoles. And I think it's just because we don't know what's coming out next, right? Yeah. But we can assume that Call of Duty is going to be, you know, thrown out there like it's a PlayStation exclusive, <clears throat> mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I don't know. I think it's just, it's gonna do fine. Don't worry about it. It's gonna break 100 uh, million units for sure, for sure. Last, oh, oh sorry, second to last question. <gasps> the Xbox drives by. <gasps> oh, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad you added an S there. Yeah. Because then it just means they're just driving by the studio. Yeah. But Xbox drive by. Yeah, there's shooting going on. You got a duck. Sean's coming take after Take that, us. Sean Capri. You'll never catch me alive. You'll take me dead. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening to this podcast? Uh, with this question, want to do a special crossplay event sometime? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I'll get in my car. I got my coffee right here. It's going to be old by the time we do it, but I'll do it. <coughs> sure. Absolutely. And then last but not least, we leave the most glorious for last. The glorious one himself, Mr. Moody, writes in, and he says, what are your thoughts about the new wave of loot boxes in the up-and-coming Call of Duty Black Ops 4? I didn't so, read it. I've ignored yeah. anything that Activision does now. Yeah. And um, it's it's still going <laughs> to... Here's a prediction. It's still not going to live up to expectations. Fuck you, Bobby Kotick. <laughs> Kyle? Yeah. That's it. That's all I got. That's it? Yeah. Is that crazy? That's all it, we got? It's, I guess. Huh. But you know what You know what else we have? What's that? We have to plug some things, Jeff. That's true. But before we do, I have to give you a bad bit getting fit update. Kyle, last time we weighed in, I weighed in at a very impressive to some, uh, to small elephant size. 346. Today I weighed myself. I'm a beautiful little butterfly. 343. Yeah! Somehow in the week of Valentine's Day, where I. Palindrome. Awfully, I somehow lost three pounds. So I can't wait to eat really good this week and gain five back. So that's where I'm at. (laughs) Thank you, Marcus O'Neill, for all your tips. I've been using them like crazy. Not today, though. I don't know for whatever reason. I had like three cups of coffee. Now I'm finally starting to feel it. (laughs) You'd be surprised. So, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. And then for uh, Twitter, let's see. Who are we going to talk very nice about? Can I make a suggestion? Yes. Uh, Can we show some love to Beat Games and Subpack? Absolutely. Go out there. Go. What is it? Uh, It's at Beat Saber. 
And I think uh, and at Beat Games, at I think Beat Games. Okay, uh, yeah. Go out there, give them a shout out. Tell them how much you appreciate this news, and share this news with someone who can use it as well. It's awesome when companies do really, really great things. And yeah, when we're nice to each other, let's show the love, man. Absolutely. Please it, bro. <laughs> Kyle, let's do the plugs. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Let's go to sleep, Jack. Yeah, I need it. Uh, you can follow me at ninja 73 on Twitter and on PSN. You can find my show all about the kind of funny community called Best Friends Talk Funny, uh, which you can find on Twitter at BFS Talk Funny, podcast services, wherever. Uh, last episode was with the one and only Snowbike Mike. Uh, go give it a listen. I, I'm really proud of this one. And uh, yeah, that's it. Some would say it's your best one yet. Yeah, I really Ooh. enjoyed it. I thought it was a great episode. Snowbike, we need to get him in the podcast ASAP. Yeah, he is such a super supportive and inspiring yeah. dude. It's easy to just listen to him. He's a real cool guy. I'm <laughs> listening at this point in the podcast for all the audio <laughs> listeners out there. Guys, gang, you can find me at Bad Bit Games over on YouTube. You can follow me at Mr. Bad Bit on Twitter. But just call me Bad Bit, Mr. It's my dad name. I'll get my dad name. Uh, you can follow us at PS Trophy Room on Twitter as well. You can come join us on Casa de Bad Bit on our Discord. There's a link on my Twitter for that. And with all that said, with all that out of the way, everyone keep hunting and keep playing PlayStation.